Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. What's up, guys? Jamie Atkinson back with the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement Podcast. I'm so excited today because we've actually got our first ever guest, and it's none other than the legend that is Andy Hobday. Now, Andy uh, kind of is uh, is somebody that not many of you guys will know about, and he kind of came out the blue, and he went from being just this kind of amateur musician working in his dad's company to suddenly growing this massive personal brand that's got such momentum behind it right now and in this interview today he's going to dive into the things that happened to him leading up to this event where he spent 30 40 minutes on stage with gary j white at funnel hacking live and the story is going to be awesome guys I i can't wait for you to hear it all right have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought wow i really thought i'd be further ahead by now If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. Hey, what's happening, guys? It's Jamie Atkinson here, back with the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement podcast. Uh, I'm really excited today. We've got our first guest, which is is pretty exciting. He's on the line with me here. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to Andy Hobday. What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So for some of you guys out there who don't know who Andy is, uh, I want to just share a little bit of a, a situation as how I came across Andy. So some of you guys know we were just at Funnel Hacking Live. Um, it's this incredible online marketing event with over 4,500 entrepreneurs. And right on the last day, it was the last day, right, Andy? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, the last day, Andy kind of gets pulled on stage by Garrett J. White and has this incredible, like, transforming experience. And actually, Andy, I don't think I told you this, but it was your, your moment on stage which actually led me to signing up for the 2CCX program. Um, oh. So that was, like, pretty, pretty big for me. So before we get into all of that, I just want to find out a little bit more about you, Andy. So Andy, if you guys don't know, is um, a musician. He has a label called Flow State, and I listened to some of his tracks in the last couple of days, and they're pretty sick, man. There's some pretty good music. So you want to just tell us a little bit about you, where you come from, and uh, just let the audience know a little bit about what's going on in your life? Yeah, absolutely. So just to start with the music, because that's kind of been the biggest thing for a while now. So my cousin, uh, Tommy Cloud, and I, we make music together under the name Flow State. Uh, our music is, I would say, a, it's a fusion of electronic hip-hop and dance music. So I produce all the music and then uh, Tommy and I both uh, do live vocals with it. So it's kind of a, it's kind of blends elements together and creates this really fun live atmosphere where people can dance and uh, have, have a great time. So that's 
that's a little bit about flow state. We can talk more about that um, if we want to. Uh, let's see. I grew up uh, around the Minneapolis area in uh, Minnesota. Um, I went to a French immersion elementary school, uh, which it was a really, really cool experience. Uh, so about from the age of five years old uh, through eight, 18, you know, I, I was studying French. By about 10 years old, I was, uh, I was fluent in French just from wow. going to this immersion program. Um, going to this uh, immersion school. And then after I graduated from high school, I actually ended up living in Paris for a year through an exchange program. Dude, that is, that is cool. In Paris? Yeah, in Paris. Uh, about 10 minutes outside of Paris, I was living with a host family, and it was, it, it was completely transformational. Um, it really, really opened up my mind and kind of kind of gave me a new start. Let me redefine myself and set, set my life on a course that, you know, where I was in control and it was something that I wanted to do. Um, I came back from Paris and uh, went to the University of uh, St. Thomas, which is in St. Paul, uh, which is next to Minneapolis. Um, Graduated with degrees in economics and French and a minor in music production. And then I, uh, during that time I was working on my music. Um, After I graduated from college, uh, that's when Tommy and I started making music together under Flow State. And then I also work for a company that my dad started that produces online training programs for nursing care staff on the subjects of Alzheimer's and dementia care. So his programs teach caregivers and family members how to communicate and care for somebody that has Alzheimer's disease. Um, So really what for the past few years, what my main focus has been has been my dad's business as well as my uh, music business. And after going to Funnel Hacking Live and uh, being on stage with Garrett, uh, that just brought a lot of exposure um, to me and kind of what I was doing. And a lot of people were super moved by it and have been following me since the, since the conference. And so I just made the decision to use all that attention to launch a personal brand. And uh, so I've been spending about the last <laughs> week doing that, which has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do just because it was so, I had to do so much work so quickly. It's really, it's been a, it's been a struggle, but a, a good one. So that's Dude, where I'm at. That is crazy. I mean, and like, I want to dive a bit more deeper uh, later on in this, in this uh, conversation into the momentum that you're kind of jumping on the back on, but that's kind of crazy, right? This whole funnel hacking life thing. Like, so when, when did you kind of have in your mind that like even being an entrepreneur was possible? I mean, was that even a thought? Um, well, you know, my dad owns his own business, so he's been doing that for 20 years. So I, I, I like to say that I kind of already had that in my blood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was running, you know, I, I, my cousin and I, Tommy, we got this music project flow state off the ground. Uh, so yeah, I would say I was already kind of doing, um, entrepreneurial things, but I never, I wasn't really thinking of myself as, uh, an entrepreneur right. as so much as just kind of a musician, but I, I would say, uh, that this this last conference kind of getting a feel a, t- a taste of you know what real entrepreneurship looks like definitely uh, it caught my attention and uh, I think it'll probably hold it so and for some of those people that haven't been to one of these big marketing events sure. you said that that kind of gave you a taste for it like how would you describe it to someone that hasn't been there what was it like I mean I would say for anybody you know for something like funnel hacking live uh, or any you know, entrepreneurial conference, I'd say if, if you're an entrepreneur, there's, there's nothing like it because you're just surrounded by 
you know, so many like-minded individuals, you know, for example, for this specific conference, there's four or 5,000 people there. Everybody's thinking the same thing. Everybody's on the hustle. Everybody has creative ideas. Everybody's trying to make a better life life for themselves and the people around them. So it's, it's really an engaging atmosphere and one that's super motivating. Dude, that's awesome. So how did you, how do you actually get on the road to Funnel Hacking Live? Like, how did you end up going to that event? Yeah. Uh, so I would say, um, let's see. So I got actually turned on to Grant Cardone because I was just looking up sales videos on YouTube. And after I found Grant, um, I, I found Russell and I ended up reading his book and really liked it. And then uh, my dad and I ended up going to the 10X Growth Conference together in Miami uh, a, a few weeks ago. And it was at that conference that I actually saw Russell speak for the first time. And listening to Russell speak just blew my mind. I mean, his, his knowledge about, you know, where the internet is going and click funnels and stuff. It just, it was, it was incredible. Um, he's really a, an intelligent um, dude. I mean, he's a visionary, I would say. And, um, <clears throat> and I saw him speak and then I found out that Funnel Hacking Live was going on only a couple of weeks later. So I ended up going down for that and it was, yeah, that's how I ended up there. It's kind of crazy. And like, what's the, what's the big thing? Cause I know for me when I went there and, and I was kind of already trying to be an entrepreneur and I've got all this stuff going on and I wanted to meet people that were kind of going to inspire me to move forward. Like what, what was the big thing that you wanted to get out of the event? Cause you didn't have plans for a personal brand at that time, right? Right. No. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the funny thing is I, that really wasn't on my radar at all. Uh, and really the reason I was going was for my dad's business. And then, you know, I'd say uh, mostly for my dad's business and a little bit for the, my music deal, but mostly just to help uh, my dad, you know, take his um, training programs to the next level and get them out there in front of more people and find ways that um, we could automate the marketing and sales process for him. Sure, sure. And I just want to dive real quick. I want to come back and speak a little bit more about the whole Gary J. White situation. I think think that's an incredible story that we need to share, right? But before we get into that, I just want to dig a bit more into like your passion and everything that went on with Flow State. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for me, I've got a couple of friends who run their own music labels. And especially when you're not in the mainstream music industry, it's, it's tough, right? And you have to have like that entrepreneurial resilience. Um, can you just, because I'm trying to think about like the people that are listening who maybe have their own businesses. I bet there's a ton they could learn from some of the challenges you face with Flow State. Like what's the story of Flow State in terms of since you guys started? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you touch on a really good point there that uh, in business and in life, uh, uh, you know, if you really, um, if you want to make a success out of yourself, it, it's, it's going to take a lot of work. That's really, uh, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, for, but even before flow state was formed, there was, you know, a good two and a half, three years where I was just producing music by myself, uh, you know, in a basement, making crappy sounding tunes, <laughs> uh, just trying to get, get something off the ground. And it, it, you, you really have to see it in your mind. You have to see the potential for where you're going and you have to feel in your heart that it's the right thing to be doing. Uh, because if you're just chasing money, you, you will never develop the consistency uh, that is necessary to, you'll never be able to develop true momentum. And it's only when you can really see 
when you have a desire in your mind to, you know, make your life better, or the lives around you better, you know, you have a vision for a better world that you're really going to be motivated to, to, you know, take your brand or your dream or your vision or your business to the next level. Yeah, I love that. And like, just because this podcast is all about like real stories and getting real, right. what's some of the hard stuff that you've had, like with Flow State? Like, have you come across any like really difficult walls that you guys have been like hit in the face with that you try to try and overcome? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I started producing music, <clears throat> um, I, I had no background in music. I mean, I didn't grow up playing an instrument. Um, my, my family was fairly musical, but I, I had no, I had no musical background. I had never played an instrument. I, I picked up, a, started picking up the guitar when I was 16, but that was mm-hmm. about it. Uh, so for me from the get go, it, it was like learning a new language. I mean, I, I just had to, I would, you know, for two, three years, I was just beating my head against the wall. It felt like, it felt like every single day I was running into a wall <laughs> you know what I mean? And I would have yeah. to, you know, I'd have to bust through that. And, uh, and honestly, I'm so grateful that it was so challenging because I I've just gotten so comfortable being uncomfortable. I've gotten so comfortable facing walls and just, you know, knocking them down, bearing the wall that it, it's, it, it makes it easier. You know, you, when you do that over and over again, eventually you get to the point where you're able to, you know, navigate or overcome walls you know easier and easier so that you can develop momentum yeah right and like the other thing that i just want to pick up on real quick is this is this is one of the big challenges that i've had is being okay with failing and like it seems like right now andy like you're in that complete i I don't want to say flow state at risk of being punny you know but like it seems like you're in that state where like whatever you hit you're totally fine with and um just to share real quick one of the things that andy talked about when he was on stage with garrett was you kind of had your kind of catchphrase, right? Uh, do you want to share that with the audience real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So it was, um, well, the phrase was, I collect haters like Pokemon cards. And <laughs> it's, it's something that I wrote down uh, right before going on stage with Garrett. And it, it kind of just came out of me. And I felt like it really embodied uh, what I, what I feel. Um, and I think uh you know, I think a lot of people have resonated with it. I think some have uh, been turned off by it, but I think you know, hey, that's that's how it's going to go, right? You can't you can't please everybody. Uh-huh. Um, I think I think some people see it as you know, why would you why would you collect haters? Like, why would you bring them to you? And my I, I think my response is it's not so much that I'm seeking them out. It's that if you're doing anything worthwhile and different in this world, that they're going to find you. <laughs> and, and when they find you, you really only have one or two, two, two choices. You can, you know, either try and run from them or you can accept the fact that they're going to be there and, and not be scared about it. And I think that was really the idea behind it. Dude, that's powerful. So just take me through that whole situation because one minute I, I was watching on stage and there was this guy that came up and it, it was kind of an intense moment, but nothing compared to like when you went on stage with Garrett. Um, what, what happened in that whole situation? Because first I was looking down and making some notes and the next thing you're up on stage with them. Yeah. Uh, r- really what happened is, I mean, I, I wrote down, um, he was having us all kind of write down how we were feeling. And, uh, I wrote a bunch of stuff in my notebook and it just, I don't know, it something, something clicked in me and I just felt this overwhelming urge and voice in my head saying, uh, you need to, 
you need to go talk to Gary. You got to, you got to tell Garrett that you got something to say to these people. And so my body just kind of walked itself up out of the seat. <laughs> no way. Walked, you know, towards the front of an auditorium of 4,500 people. And even as it's happening, I was kind of, you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you know, what, what is going on, Andy? What are you, what are you doing? And, uh, but it, it happened and I walked up to Garrett and all of a sudden there, I kind of come to, and I'm just looking at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Garrett's just kind of beaming down at me. And I, all I could get out was, uh, Garrett, I got something to say to these people. And I, and it resonated with him and he ended up bringing me on stage and, you know, we ended up doing a bunch of crazy stuff. You know, I, I did all, you know, he asked me to scream four or five times as loud as I could. Um, <laughs> and like, just to, just to put this in perspective, it wasn't like, you know, a, a small shriek. It was like this gut hurtling. You, it was like you were releasing everything on stage. Like you were throwing your arms about and kicking your feet and like you were doing that for like a full minute, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that was intense. Like, what did that feel like? Um, it it felt like felt like I took <clears throat> ten years <laughs> worth of energy and just let it all go, just blasted it out on stage in front of forty five hundred people. <laughs> Dude, that's. It, I mean, for me watching it, it felt really emotional. Yeah, which was in, insane. Like just it blew my mind so just talk us through like what happened next after that point um <clears throat> let's see so then garrett um you know he asked me what you know if i had signed up for the two comma club uh, which is for those of you that don't know it's russell brunson and click funnels kind of um it's their big program where they teach people how to take um, you know, funnel from zero to a million dollars. And he asked me if I'd signed up and I said, no, I, I haven't. And he said, why not? And I said, I don't have that kind of money, Garrett. <laughs> and, uh, and he, then he kind of went into a little story of just about, you know, the difference between, you know, what we, what we say we're going to do and, you know, what we actually do. And, um, that resonated with me as well. Um, kind of the differences in there. And then he asked me again, well, what are you going to do? And I said, Garrett, uh, I'm going to need a loan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, uh, I love that. And then he ended up telling a, <clears throat> a really a crazy story then about how he had been in a similar situation, you know, 10 years earlier and he had been invited up on stage and the person that was speaking at the time asked him if he had joined the inner circle program and Garrett said no. And when, uh, and when the uh, guy asked him um, and when the guy asked him, you know, why, why not? Or, you know, what are you going to do about it? Garrett said, I'm going to need a loan. <laughs> <laughs> I like but, at, at this point, like, and just to put it in perspective, guys, this isn't like a thousand dollar investment or a $2,000 investment. The, the two comic club X is like $30,000. If you pay it monthly, right? It's $2,500 every month. So it's not like just something you can just pull out of your pocket and be like, all right, well, I'll give you a couple of hundred dollars. That's a, that's a big investment, right? Right. Exactly. Um, so, and yeah, it was, it was, and I think kind of in that moment, I, you know, we, we went back and forth a couple of times and then suddenly I just felt like I, I kind of, there came a moment where I, I, I was free to make a decision, um, whether it was that I wanted to move forward or I didn't. And I, you know, 
I, I had about, you know, it was $2,500 just for the first month. And I had, you know, a little bit more than $2,500 in my bank account. And I just said to myself, Hey, you know what? Um, you know, we, we've, we've already got something going with, uh, my dad's business. I think we can turn this, you know, I think we could turn this around pretty quick. Uh, let's, uh, let's get this moving. And so I said, okay, man, let's, let's do it. Uh, and I, I walked off stage and I was, you know, I was already pretty emotional because it had been such an intense experience. And, um, all of a sudden I just had all these people flocking to me as I'm walking off the stage, just talking about how inspired they were by, the by what I had done on stage and that you know people crying and it's just it was it was it was really crazy um and then I ended up getting to the back and signing up for the program and within five minutes of signing up for the program you know there was just a I'd say for the next eight hours after that people just walking up nonstop, just saying how how intense it had been and really what um what was most interesting about it was that after it happened there there really seemed to be uh this it seemed to be this polarizing event, uh, which is really what's been so interesting about it, is the fact that there's a lot of people that saw it as this incredibly inspiring deal. And then there's a lot of people that saw it uh, as this deal where they felt like I had been pressured into doing something I didn't want to do, uh, that Garrett had taken advantage of me, kind of things like that. Yeah, I heard this. And uh, to be honest, I was on the inspired side of all this stuff. But like, what was the fallout of that? What happened? Like, were people coming up to you and, and kind of throwing hate at Garrett or what happened? Yeah, I mean, I, I think some people were, um, I think a lot, I think the reason that there was so much, you know, since it was so polarizing is I, I think, you know, as humans, really all we can do is view things from our own experience. And so I think everybody kind of took the experience that I had on stage and imagined what it would be like if they went through it. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, that would be something that would be very inspiring. I think for another group, it would be something that they would hate to experience and that it would, you know, scare them and things like that. So I think that kind of created this, this polarization. Yeah, that was crazy. And I saw a whole bunch of people throwing like messages up on ClickFunnels. Like I couldn't believe that you got taken advantage of. And all the time I didn't even get involved with it because I just knew like, it doesn't matter what other people think, right? As long as you've got that clarity in your mind. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So talk to me about what happened after that. So you're at ClickFunnels. There's this crazy event like this. I mean, I don't want to say, I mean, it's your life, Andy, so I don't know how you feel. But for me, that looked like a life-changing moment. Like, that's what it felt like. So what what happened after? Like, what happened once you got home? And and what was the plan? And and what went through your mind? Yeah, it was... uh... It, it, it was incredible and, and life-changing and inspirational and scary and, you know, everything at once. Um, and, but the beautiful thing is that so many people from the ClickFunnels community <clears throat> rallied around me and, and showed support. And I, you know, I started to, the, the messages just started to flood into my inbox and people offering their support, you know, trying to help me. And uh, there was a few that really came to my aid and, you know, helped me uh, get this um, personal brand off the ground. Uh, Maya McNulty kind of took me under her wing and taught me about, you know, going live on Facebook and launching some like a public figure page and things like that. So that was really incredible. Uh, You know, upon getting back here, I started working with my 
uh, coach Ben Harris uh, to try and get this funnel going. I started working with Carla White to design a t-shirt. And so pretty much from the moment I got home, I hit the ground running and within a week now I've gotten this, uh, this t-shirt funnel off the ground. So I have a t-shirt available uh, that says collecting haters like Pokemon cards. And, uh, <laughs> and that, that's live. That actually just went live yesterday. And you, uh, and you, and you can get that on andrewhobday.com, right? Yep, that's correct. And if you, or if you just find me uh, on Facebook, uh, Andy at you know it's Andy Hobday on Facebook, H O B D A Y, uh, Andy Hobday. You can you can find it there, and there's links all over. Dude, that's such a crazy story. So, and and like, is this the last point you've got with Garrett, or are you still in touch with him, or what's happening? Um, so, I actually ended up speaking with Garrett for about ninety minutes the day after the conference, the night after the conference, and um, he shared a lot of inspirational content with me then uh just kind of clarified some things for me which was really cool and uh so now we're in contact uh, and i expect we'll continue to be in contact moving forward that's awesome that's incredible man and the other thing i just want to touch on real quick is because i i went over and i checked out this t-shirt page and for those of you who who are interested it's not just a page where you click on it and you can buy a t-shirt there's a there's a story you share on there right absolutely do you want to just give us a little preview of everything you talk about and kind of summarize that? Because for me, I had no idea that was going to be on there and it completely changed my perspective on where you were coming from. Yeah, definitely. So um, what, what I explained in the <clears throat> video is that I, I just grew up with taking a lot of heat from people. Um, as a kid, I grew up with a gay dad. Uh, I didn't have a lot of friends uh, in fact, by the time I was about 15 years old, I uh, really, I only had one friend and he, and he eventually, you know, around 15 said that he didn't want to be friends with me either. And so it, it was, uh, you know, I would say middle school into early high school, it was definitely kind of a, a lonely road mm -hmm. um, and, and a tough one at that. And, uh, you know, luckily I grew up with the most supportive family in the whole world. You know, my dad, my mom. Uh, my sister, they're, they're all incredible. So I always had that to uh, lean on, but you know, you're a 14, 15 year old uh, kid, you, you know, you're, you're just trying to fit in and understand what, you know, what you're doing in this world. So it's, uh, it's been tough. And I've, and I've had people, uh, I've had a lot of people through my life um, try and tell me that I'm, I'm not capable of the things that I, I see in my mind uh, that, you know, I, when I started making music, I had a lot of people behind my back saying that, you know, it wasn't something that was going to be possible. And I, for a long time, I listened to them and I let them get inside my head and I tried to fit in. And it wasn't until I really understood that not only is it okay to be different, but it, it's, it's something special and it's something that you should own that makes you unique. Uh, and that will help you go far in this world. It wasn't until I kind of started to own my differences that people really started to, that I really started to find my tribe, that people started to be inspired by what I was doing because I wasn't afraid anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, that's, that's real powerful. And I think that's so true because, you know, I know for me personally, you know, all the stuff that is my characterizing traits for a long time, you look at them as something that's wrong with you. Right. But in reality, that's like your superpower. So, I've got a question just for anybody that's listening right now. And one of the biggest things that holds so many people back is that kind of fear of failure, right? That fear of taking the leap and trying to do those things that maybe they have in their head from, from your perspective, like what would, what would be your advice? What, what would you say to those people? 
Um, what, can you repeat that question? My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who are kind of scared, they maybe don't want to take that leap. Maybe they've had been pushed down a lot and a bit like, you know, yeah. your own story. They've had a lot of that negativity hit them in the face. It's not possible. You can't do a business online. It's not going to work. Your music right. sucks. Like whatever they say, if somebody's in that position right now, what would you say to them to help them get out of that? Let's see. I would, I would say, um, number one, you, it's really important to get clear on what it is you want in life. I've spent a lot of time thinking about where I'm trying to go. I've spent a lot of time writing out my thoughts and my visions and my goals and, until they've gotten to the point that they've just really crystallized in my mind and the vision has become absolutely clear. Because if you don't have that vision, it's, it's going to be really hard to move forward because the truth of the matter is that no matter what you do in life, if you are trying to make a difference, if, if you're trying to step outside the norm in any way, people are going to give you heat for it. Uh, it's just it's just part of the process because people see you doing that. Uh, and if and if it's something that either they might want to do, but they're too scared to or they just think it's a bad idea. Uh, like I said, <clears throat> if, when you really just start being yourself, uh, it, it's going to threaten others. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a clear, clear vision in your mind for what you are trying to do and what is possible, then those other people are going to be too loud for you to really follow your dream. But if you are clear about what you want and you're unwilling to compromise on that, uh, that's when you really start to develop true strength. And that's when, when people try and bring you down, you're able to just block it out because you know in your heart what, what you're after. Wow. That's, that's real powerful, man. Thanks for sharing that. So what's the plan for the next 12 months? What are you up to? What, you got, <laughs> yeah. you got an idea of where you're going? Yeah, I got, I got some ideas for sure. Um, I, I would say definitely I'm, I'm really enjoying the, getting this personal brand off the ground. So I certainly will look to continue developing that. Um, now I will be working with my dad very, very closely to be building some funnels for him and to take his uh, business to the next level because <clears throat> what he's doing is really, really special, and he's you know he's been impacting lives for twenty years, and uh, and he's got some incredible programs that truly make a difference in the lives of people that either have Alzheimer's disease or you know our loved ones of someone that has Alzheimer's disease. It's 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 really some incredible work and. There's nothing I want more than to see him succeed and for him to get his message out there and make a different difference for the most amount of people possible. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely going to be one of my main focuses. And then, of course, Flow State uh, with my cousin Tommy and then our friend Liv and uh, Jungle Bear, they're there in the project as well. So that, that will be kind of the third main focus is continuing to build this uh, music project that we have. Uh, we're going to be going on a little mini tour this summer around the Midwest. So that will be really cool. So yeah, I would say personal brand, my dad's business and my music business is uh, plenty to keep my hands full. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be a crazy year. And yeah. uh, I'm so pumped. You're going to be obviously at Funnel Hacking Live next year. I'm going to be there. We, it would be so cool to do like a year on year review this time next year, just to see what's happened, both of me and you personally in that time. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited to see what comes out, man. I think what you're doing is awesome. I love that you've got the impact that you're going for in your dad's business. So just real quick. So if anybody's been affected by Alzheimer's and they can uh, kind of find more information about your dad's business, what's the best way to find out more information about what he does? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the programs are called the CARES, like C-A-R-E-S, the CARES Online Dementia Care Training Programs. Um, you can find them at HC, like healthcare, hcinteractive.com. That's awesome. And what about what about Flow State? Like if people want to listen to these sick jams you've got, where's the yeah. best place to go? Um, so you can find us on Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, and then our handles for Facebook and Instagram are flow, is that at Flow State Sound. Uh, so if you search Flow State on either Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, or Spotify, uh, you'll be able to track us down. That's awesome, man. And then the final thing is this <laughs> epic t-shirt, right? So right. If, people, if people want to get a hold of this t-shirt, if you were at Funnel Hacking Live and you don't have this t-shirt, you're going to be missing out because it was so awesome and inspiring. So the best place to get that, Andy? Yep. Uh, so I would say go to andrewhobday.com, andrewhobday.com. Otherwise, check me out on Facebook at andyhobday.com and you'll be able to find it for sure. That's awesome. And anybody listening to this, if you go and buy a t-shirt, send me a message. My name's Jamie at leadjunkie.co for an email. And I've got some cool stuff that we're going to be releasing in the next couple of months to help businesses. Uh, I'm going to give you that stuff for free if you buy a t-shirt just to support Andy. So Andy, it's been incredible talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything, any last thoughts you want to share with the audience? Um, I would say just if, if you're out there, and you feel like you don't fit in or you feel like you have a dream for something that could really make a difference in this world uh, and you're scared, just know that we, we all feel the same way and that it's, it's okay to be scared. And that if, in fact, if you are scared, that's a, that's a sign that you're moving in the right direction and you should, you should follow that fear because it's, it's going to lead you somewhere. <clears throat> it's going to create a life for you that you couldn't even possibly imagine. Wow. That's powerful, Andy. Listen, thanks so much for coming on. Have an awesome day. And uh, yeah, have a great 2019. Yeah, you as well, Jamie. Thank you. I appreciate you. No worries. Take care, brother. Awesome episode. Thanks so much, Andy, for being on. If you want to check out Andy's t-shirt, once again, head to andrewhobday.com. And if you want some more freebies, head to entrepreneurjunkie.co forward slash freebie. On the next episode, we're going to be talking about how not to be boring. We'll see you on that one. Bye. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.